0: seven things you can't buy. You cannot buy joy,
1: Mm.
0: but you can buy happiness.
1: Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body, mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back, my friends, to this week's episode of Redefining Reality. I am your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. And this week, we have a very cool episode. I got to sit down with Mr. Emmanuel Jal, who is a former child soldier turned music artist, recording artist, turned entrepreneur. Now he owns a small cafe in Toronto's downtown area. That's the Jalagua Cafe, which has all sorts of deliciousness. And that's where I went to meet him and to interview him. And uh, we talk about a lot of things. He shares his insights on growing up, going through the journey of a child soldier and what that meant to his, his upbringing and the hatred that he had in his heart And now he learned to forgive. He learned to forgive and really found a new life and through education empowered himself to understand that suffering is universal and that he has a choice to make things better. That's what he's doing. So we talked about that. We talked about uh, nutrition, some of the simple things that he's taken from back home in order to stay healthy in the city because he had some health challenges at one point. We talk about joy and uh, how you can't buy joy you just can't buy it and how so important and how a lot of people are living their lives they might have millions in the bank but do they have any joy in their hearts and what does that really mean what does that really uh, do to a human you know to not have that so we talk about all this and more hope to be collaborating more with him in the future we're planning to hold some group chats free public talks in his space where I'll talk about nutrition and lifestyle and how those things can be put together to help us to feel better, whether it's chronic pain, arthritis, diabetes, what have you. We're going to offer some free information and potentially some coaching groups through there. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, all the show notes, things that we mention are in the blog post, which is at brianhardy.ca slash Jalgua, which is J A L G U A, which is the name of his product that you could probably find in the Whole Foods Near You. Moringa and sorghum flour mixed together, which is apparently their traditional way of doing it. Anyways, that's all from me. As always, iTunes, reviews, ratings, subscriptions, all of that good stuff is much appreciated any shares comments on social media please do check it out and share the love until next time enjoy this interview with Emmanuel Jala oh last thing and I apologize I apologize the interview is too good to not release it this week but there is some audio quality issues we were in the basement of the cafe and there's some squeaking going on with a table or something. Um, and then there's some, some noise um, of people walking on the hardwood floor upstairs. Now, I think you'll be able to hear us just fine. And so just tune into our voices and pretend that you're in a cafe sitting with us and uh, that those are just noises that happen when you're out in public. So, again, I apologize for that. I always seek to provide the best audio quality that I can, but sometimes it's out of my hands. So enjoy, be well, and stay beautiful, my friends. Today I'm sitting here with my friend Emmanuel Ja, who is a peace activist, restaurateur, entrepreneur, inventor of sorts, former child soldier, and uh, all-around amazing individual. And so, I want to jump in a little bit here, and uh, we don't have a ton of time. We're going to touch on a bit of his story, and then we're going to touch on a few of the things, more so what he's got going on in Toronto, because he's got a very cool space here that we're sitting in. It's a little, the Jalagua, how as they say it? Jal Gua Cafe, down on Queen Street East. We're at 175 Queen Street East, and... Uh, it's a nice little spot. It's a delicious little spot. I had my first uh, bowl of. Quan. 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 Which is fermented sorghum, right? Which yeah. is then baked and chilled, and that's how it becomes jello-like. <laughs>
0: it's fermented. We kind of like. Uh, it's not baked, so we kind of like boiled. It's a boil. It's almost like a porridge. Okay. But and then it. When we get it ready, it look like tofu. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of these like kind of like jelly yeah. cubes. Yes, that are quite tasty. Very satisfying.
0: Yeah, so it's actually uh, sorghum. It's a very nutritional grain. You know, you eat it in your food. Mm. It gives you the tons of energy because it's it's the grain with the highest number of antioxidant by every 100 grams you eat if you go and check the top or at food. Mm. So, it has so many health benefits. They use it to treat a skin cancer called melanoma. And also it has got complex carbohydrates that the insulin won't convert into fat but use them as fuel. Mm. So basically, it's a very nice grain for your body. Mm. It's allow your body to keep on feeling when you don't need it. It's wasted. It's interesting grain
1: Mm -hmm. It sounds like it and I love I love learning about these things and this is actually how Interestingly enough how we met right I was working at Whole Foods at the time. Oh, yeah up in Yorkville right so up on Avenue Road and uh, Manuel came in with his products and two lovely ladies to demo uh, this product of his, which is it's called Jalgua, and it's a mixture of sorghum and moringa. And moringa, yeah. And moringa is something I was familiar with, right? I've seen it around. It's one of the latest superfoods, as it were. This amazing tree that uh, you know has so many benefits, so many nutrients. But I'd always seen it on its own, right? Just plain old moringa green powder in a bag. And then I saw your stuff and it was mixed with the sorghum and I thought, oh, what's going on here? And then I get the story that that's actually how it was traditionally used and prepared, no?
0: Yeah. That's how you're supposed to eat it. You know, because the, the chemistry between the two is amazing. You know? Mm-hmm. So if you combine them two, it become more like a supplement. So if you were to cook sorghum separately and you don't have You don't have other stuff, like tomatoes and anything, you could always take Moringa, add it to it. Mm. But the flavor you have to, you have to be really good to be be able to mix both so that the flavor is pleasing. Yeah, (laughs) because Moringa on its own is pretty strong. Moringa will tell you, I am the one you're looking for. (laughs) It'll speak for itself, yeah. Mm.
1: I like that. I like that. And what I what I came to see just checking out some of the articles and things upstairs was that, because I believe, you know, this the, your food business and the, the cafe and all that came after the music career began, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm wondering if you can sort of timeline us through with, and we don't have to go too too in-depth, you know, I know we don't have a ton of time, and I know you've spoken about this in many other... Um, you know, interviews and forums and things that I'll point people towards but sort of the timeline on okay, you're a child in Africa and then the I don't know, was it a civil war was going on of some sort war breaks out, you go and are taken from your village or something, you know hmm. and then you end up, what what happened between then and between when you were a musician or a performer what was the journey like to get to that point
0: Well, I can say my childhood was robbed from me, you know. A child's place should be peaceful, school, playing, being there with your family members. I was born at very difficult moments. My country was at war with itself, and that war took everything. All my aunties died during the war. My mother was claimed by that same war. All my uncles, except two. By the age of seven, I was told I'm going to go to school in Ethiopia. I was really excited to go to school, where I would be able to learn how to read and write. Where I would be able to learn how to make biscuits. Even how to make tanks or the planes that were flying. I had talked to a kid. Kids have endless dreams. <laughs> endless, like endless things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. I had a lease of so many things I wanted to be. Only one remained consistent. All those things I wanted to be, I wanted to be them so I can use them to help, to be part of the solution. So what kept my desire to keep moving on is because I wanted to be a part of solution. Hmm. When I arrived in Ethiopia, we got trained, I became a child soldier. So you see like six seven years old burying their own dead. And apart from being in a battlefield or experiencing so many things, I've been in in situations where where there was no food and you attempted to eat your fellow human beings, who would eat snails, who would eat anything we could find to survive. But I think I'm one of those lucky children. At the moment, one of the things I'm exploring It's the journey to completely own my mind. And that's what is exciting me every day. For every little progress I make. Because what I always say is whoever owns your mind owns you and everything in it. Mm. There are different ways in which slaves can be made long time ago, you use force and beat people into becoming a slave and you can own them and Mm -hmm. own their mind. But nowadays there's ton of information in which people can be programmed and they become slaves to a specific agenda somebody has hidden that people don't know. Mm. So I happen to be a lucky young man when I survived the journey where were two to four hundred people, that only sixteen people survived. I made a British aid worker called Emma McCune. So Emma smuggled me into Kenya and put me in school, mm. where I was able to acquire education. I mean, that's one of the greatest gifts ever been given because I was second to school. It was a dream. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read. I wanted to learn how to write. I wanted to be able to learn how I could express myself, tell the stories of things that I've seen for social emotional learning. In that process of being there, when I was able to read at that time, the transformation, the real transformation became. When I became, when I came to understand what was killing us was not Muslims and Arabs. Because when I was trained as a kid, my desire was to kill many Muslims and Arabs. Mm. That was, I wanted to revenge and I wanted to have a bike. That's the reason I had the gun. School and made me understand that all human beings are the same. I came across Martin Luther King, I came across Nelson Mandela, I came across William Wilberforce. I came across, I thought we were the only people suffering. But school showed me a lot of people suffer. And I came to understand when populations increase and the elders run out of ideas. They create ideologies at which they'll extend favor to people of the same faith or same color as them. And they label other people differently Mm. so they could take whatever they have or kill them without feeling guilt. And so you're raising an environment like that where you, other people from the other side get killed and you celebrate because you've been taught these people don't deserve to have this. Mm. And I came to realize, I come from a tribe that had their own ideologies too, where they label the Dinkas not human beings, and they raid their cows. And when the cows were brought as a kid, we would celebrate Mm. the cows were brought. The Dinka would do their own, they had their own ideologies. They would raid other tribes, believing that, They came from heaven to the cows and they belong to them. Mm. So I compare the same ideology with what the Muslim had when they came to my country. They say the land was given to them by Allah and everything in it was given to them by Allah. Mm. But whoever accepted Islam could be spared. So they had justified how they would kill non-Muslims and destroy villages, people turning a blind eye. The rest of the Muslim world will not see it. All they will hear is, these are non-believers, and that's all. So I compare that same ideology when the European came and colonized Africa. Same concept, Mm. but packaged differently. That these are subhuman species that have not yet developed To reach our standard, and I came to understand Europeans were victims of their own civilization. Kings that were so greedy, and they were at war with each other. Many things disturbed them, so somebody had to come with an ideology to justify the terrible things being done. Mm. And so, by concluding all of that, it made me know. Should I continue to hate or should I forgive and start a new life? So I chose a new journey to forgive. It became a process that I have to do. Until now, my body has learned how to forgive without my permission. Mm. And if I realize something is creeping into my heart, a sign of bitterness, I fight it. Because... Bitterness or unforgiving heart is a it's an energy field, it's a magnetic field for negativity. Mm. It that it will it, it affect your way of life. You've gone out there, a lot of people who are angry in the offices, they shouted at other people or they, they act in a certain way. That's not them. That's the negative field the unforgiving heart they have or a genetic memory Mm. inside them of one of their fellow people was really angry about that character. We can diffuse all of those Mm. just by walking positively and programming your life. I used to be kicked out of school somebody step on my foot, I punch them in the face, I'm in trouble. So the thing is, I just want to cut it in short. My childhood experience, the traumatic situation, owned my mind then. Mm. So, I took one of the greatest fights to take every little piece by piece by peace and it's exciting to be able to have freedom in your mind because when you don't have it here the way I look at it coming from a soldier background is your mind is like the defense it's like your army (laughs) that's where all the battles are fought Mm -hmm. and they are won in the heart When your mind is done, that's it. You become somebody else. Go there, sit down, wake up, do this. You can't do anything. If there's fear in your mind, if there's bitterness in your heart, if there's anything, you can't function. Mm -hmm. Because what I came to realize is when people raid villages, throw bombs, chop people's hands, rape women, and do all the terrible things, you know what they're doing? What they're doing is they're inserting negative energy spots into the survivors. And when the survivors go and tell the stories, their loved ones get angry, and if, let's say, they never win, their line is taken, and you have that bitterness, so you have bitter children, you have a bitter generation, you have a bitter type of people. You know? mm-hmm. So there have to be a whole way of getting people reprogram. So if you, if a person who's been hurt can only know the power that lies in when you forgive, then they'll always, they'll push it away. Mm-hmm. It's hard to recover from trauma without forgiving.
2: Mm.
0: And so, I am now here and I'm a recording artist, I share my experiences for social emotional learning to create conscious global awakening, that's Mm -hmm. my vision, sharing experiences or sharing stories for social emotional learning for conscious global awakening. Every person has a story, every person has a story. And when we share our experiences for social, emotional learning, we are able to put a spotlight in a dark place that make evil perform less. Mm. And so, this is the road I've chosen, justice, equality, and freedom for all. Peace is when my belly is full. Mm. Peace is conflict management. Peace is opportunity. Peace is when you think not just about yourself, but when you put other people ahead of you, more important than you, Mm. then you become an instrument for peace because your motive will be taken care of. Mm. So true purpose in life is to surrender yourself to a cause bigger than you. We are giving species. And we're as free as we give. When you're a taking species, you become a very bitter mm. person. And you'll hurt somebody. Two things. Any person who says, this is what I want in life, it's not actually for them. Any person who has a vision, it's not actually about them. Mm. A true vision is... Something you imagine in the spiritual world and you create it and you visualize it, you want to bring it here. And the impact that it will do to people. When you do that, your motive is taken care of. But when you put yourself, your own motive first, all your own needs, you and you and you alone, and me, me everywhere, Mm -hmm. then you're like a child. You'll hurt so many people because you're not doing it for any other person. You're just doing it for yourself, even your loved ones. You mean, there's so many, so, so many wrong things.
2: Mm.
0: So you can see, most of the people who are doing it right are those who put other people first. Even this podcast, is not about you. You're doing it. You're doing a service to other people there who mm. listen who will enjoy it. You're doing when you do nutrition, if it's all about money, you'd have picked something else. But you're passionate about people's lives, to eat healthy. Because what else look at it? When you are educated as a person, it means you found a form of enlightenment. And because you are enlightened, you want others to enjoy the same benefit as you do
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what every human being purpose if you go out because you want to buy a person in the street a nice meal it's because you feel you want them to enjoy that same benefit and if you help them further Find them a place to sleep. It's the same action,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and if you show them how to get a job and they got a job, or you help them with counseling, there's no way you can buy that. Certain mm-hmm. things you can't buy. You cannot buy joy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you can buy happiness. Mm-hmm. So I'm here now, I am in, in Canada, an accidental entrepreneur, recording artist, an actor, I did a movie recently with Reese With a Spoon. Mm. Now with a cafe at Queen and Jarvis, <laughs> Jalgua Cafe, mm-hmm. and with my product, Jalgua and Whole Food. What, those foods came about later. In my career, when I got sick, I used to get sick on the road, high blood pressure, early symptoms of diabetes and mm. and I said, wait, I want to eat like in the village because these diseases are the diseases of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the absence of those traditional nutrients, those traditional life ways, right? Yeah, so It's like a disease of civilization. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. City, disease, dis- city disease, civilization disease, I like you, your word, yeah. So basically, when I used to be in the village, I knew those diseases were associated with people in the city, mm-hmm. and when they come in the village and eat village food, they feel good, and they go back to the city and get sick again and come back. Why can't they just stop eating those city food and just eat village food and don't go and come back every two months sick? Mm. and a grandmother will take care of you, you know, mm-hmm. feeding you. <laughs> those food, yeah. plants and all of that. Yeah. And so that's what I've done now. My, my diet is mostly, I like to eat organic food. It's expensive, but it's, I've, when I've done my calculation, it's actually cheaper because I eat less, nice organic meal in the morning, I stay until 1. Nice organic lunch, and then three meals a day, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. When you don't eat organic food, you'll just eat throughout. Yum, 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 yum. And then you don't have enough energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so now we even use ancient method for making people to lose weight in 30 days. Jaguar cafe, which just show you simple diets that you don't fry anything and you follow it for 30 days to introduce new species into your body or oh, probiotic meals, you know, high dense nutrients, but small quantity, mm. you eat, you feel strong.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that's where so many people, right, get, get confused is because they're eating all this food but they're not actually getting any nutrition right they're getting maybe sugar and maybe fats or proteins mm-hmm. but they're not getting the vitamins and the minerals yeah. that their body needs to actually produce energy and to do what it has to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so i love this i love this you know that focus on nutrient density mm-hmm. right and getting really powerful foods um, including something like sorghum which I think a lot of people could myself included would, would sort of write it off as like, Oh, it's okay. It's like this grain, ancient grain. Okay. It's probably some good stuff in there. But because so many people are like anti grains these days for a good reason, because you know, the genetically modified wheat and so forth, um, isn't doing many people very good, but you go back to the traditional grains, mm-hmm. right? The staple foods, And you quickly see that, yeah, people have been eating, you know, starches and tubers and grains for millennia, Mm. and they've been fine. I find so often in in my world, people like to demonize carbohydrates, right? Demonize sugar. And I mean sugar, refined sugar being different than carbohydrates, but our society in general tends to overdo it, right? With the starches and the sugars. Which leads to fat gain, or protein, as you were saying before, right? People eating these massive amounts of, of protein. Hmm. And it's not it's not beneficial.
0: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> protein will just will make you actually can even more protein can lead into bone loss, arthritis, and acidification of your, your blood and multiple diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, like you say. why are the grains inflammatory? Mm. Most grains become inflammatory because they use something, they use desiccants to dry them. So most of the food a lot of people eat probably, they use desiccant. So when you use a desiccant, you neutralize the amount of sugar, you neutralize the the minerals so they are not accessible by the body. Mm. And so now, if You spray a grain. I was listening to a doctor, I think he's a Canadian doctor. He's fucking, I hope I could remember his name, but I'm forgetting his name. Mm. What he said, he said the desiccant that is used in food can make the minerals bioavailable, bio unavailable. Mm. So if there is minerals, there are not really that much being accessed. Mm -hmm. So now when you're eating that grain, you're only eating the sugar and the proteins. Mm -hmm. And then you get shocked by the diseases in the long run. Mm -hmm. The protein, people are eating excess protein. Then, when it's not used by the body, it's converted into fat. Then you have The carbs, because you have the minerals that would have slowed down the amount of sugar Mm -hmm. entering into your body. They're not functioning. Mm -hmm. So you're receiving more sugar. Sugar, protein, sugar, protein. Proteins are good, they build muscles, but all of those, every part, the vessels, like copper ever thought copper managed, copper is responsible for the cardiovascular system.
2: Mm.
0: Your hair. When you don't have enough copper in your blood, when the high blood pressure comes and your vessels are weak, if it explodes in your brain, you get a stroke. So to have strong vessels, you need copper to maintain them. As much as we see, like copper here for. We use copper as a pipeline for water. It's almost doing the same things into into our vases. Mm. And it's like you go take something simple like iron deficiency. You know, you like iron or enough oxygen flowing. You like calcium in your diet, you get over 140 something diseases. Mm-hmm. See, you... Most of the high blood pressure, like the high blood pressure I had was due to calcium, potassium, magnesium deficiency. Mm. And now I'm in Canada. I'm traveling mostly in the West. So, I start eating those diets, but the calcium may not be absorbed because there's not enough vitamin D. Okay, maybe my body can create vitamin K. I could probably get E easily, but D to help absorbing calcium not there Mm -hmm. and so what I did when I was taking care of my high blood pressure is I started fermenting sorghum
2: Mm.
0: mix it with moringa with Jalgua stuff and I will walk in the Sun during the winter cover my head 15 minutes toward the Sun (laughs) yeah it was annoying a bit because sometimes it was irritating my skin Mm. And I would probably joke sweating to expose my face toward the direction of the sun. Mm. Three times a week, 15, 20 minutes, my body getting our vitamin D. I was just exercising. All of this knowledge, I got it from vegans. Mm. You know, the vegans, they eat, man, vegans are awesome, man.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, they have ton of knowledge. They can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because if I pick you there with their food, does I want have that? Oh, that, yeah, that? Yeah. But when I start listening, why are these people passionate about food? And then I learned so much knowledge. And then I went online, listened to a guy, Dr. Joe Wallace. I started listening to another guy called Dr. Servi. I started just searching about nutrients and learning and reading. Mm-hmm. So the knowledge I have about food is a three years' worth of knowledge of. Research and listening, Mm. you know, yeah. And so, even for my sugar inflammation, the sugar down in my body was still. I came to research and find out there's something called chromium and vanadium, these two type of minerals. You find them a lot in grains, though. Mm. And so, when you can find this minerals Mm -hmm. then your sugar levels are not being managed well Mm -hmm. then that could lead in the long run into diabetes Mm -hmm. diabetes is high sugar the grains are not complex carbohydrates you know i mean the grains that people are eating this there's the the they are almost giving the same way as sugar yeah Simple carbohydrates. They they behave like simple carbs. Simple carbs. Yeah. Because the sugar just goes sh- into your body. Mm-hmm. The bread now that we eat is different from another, the ancient bread. People have been eating bread for thousands of years, and and they don't act like this. So ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Because the heavy metals, the metallic enzymes are not there. So they tell you eat whole wheat. Find out what is that whole wheat made. Did they spray desiccant? How did they grow it? Mm-hmm. So, if if it's heavy and you can find the metallic enzyme, then you can eat it. You go to Europe, they mm-hmm. eat bread, but their bread is not as fattening as the bread we have here. So we ask ourselves, why is that bread? I can eat bread in France, mm-hmm. in Netherlands. I can even eat at the junk foods places. But I don't get almost the same sign effect in, like in other areas where I could eat. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And for people who haven't heard some of these things, I like to just loop back around and, and tie it up, right? So chromium, right, in particular, and vanadium, they help insulin to be effective, mm-hmm. right, which is what we need to bring sugar out of this bloodstream and into the cell so we can use it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... Um, the whole idea, um, or the whole the whole thing around the desiccants. I think you're referring to things like glyphosate or yes. Roundup, right? Yeah. Which are which are chemicals, uh, herbicides, right? Used in agricultural practices, mm-hmm. mostly for genetically modified, you know, grains and seeds and so forth. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, they they bind to the minerals. They're mineral chelators, so they bind to these minerals in the soil, and clearly, if the minerals are trapped up in the, uh, in the desiccants in the soil, it's not gonna get into the plant. Mm-hmm. And then we eat the plant and we wonder why, you know, we have bad health. And uh, it's crazy, I saw a, a chart recently on uh, food levels. They had tested these various foods, mostly they packaged junk foods, mm-hmm. for the level of glyphosate that was in there. Mm-hmm. And they all had like upwards of, from anywhere from 10 to 100 times more in the safe level as I think it was a European standard they were using cool. right and which is to, goes to show again how the Europeans are aware of this stuff right they mm. haven't let the, they haven't let the genetic modification come through and own the food supply it's still very uh, traditional you know local smaller scale ancient grains and so yeah it's like people go on these on these uh Sort of tirades and and these kicks. Oh, gluten is evil! Don't eat anything with gluten. Da 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 da. da. Bread is evil. All this stuff, but it's not so simple, right? So that's why it's 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 great to be able to share these things and educate people on. You know, bread isn't bread all over the world. Grain a grain is not just a grain, right? There's many different types of quality different types of even the species like you said you know getting people to have more species in their diet mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people even think about food as species they just think about food as food you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. they have pizza one day they have bread one day they have you know pasta one day all of that is wheat right so it's essentially one species
0: <laughs> I have never thought about that yeah that so, so
1: yeah eating the same species over and over and over again And then developing intolerances, right? Developing allergies to it. Apparently, in hunter-gatherer societies, you know, which we all come from, they would eat somewhere in the range of, I think in this latest book I heard, and I'm going to link this up in the show notes, it was a guy writing about why we need to eat more plants and eat wild plants. And I think the number that he came to was something like 40 plants over the course of like a day or a week that the average forager would ingest and if mm-hmm. you look at the modern day it's maybe like 10 to 20 that's that's it that's yes. for the, the whole year yeah right and you can eat. I think like
0: I think probably from your own situation you will actually notice your body tells you now you can't eat this today you need to go and eat a mango Mm. But our signals have been destroyed. Like a long time ago, a woman, if a woman is magnesium or iron deficiency, you know what would the woman do? They would smell the dirt or the tree or the plant, but mostly the soil, the clay. Mm. And they go and pick it and eat it. They pick it and eat it.
2: Mm. That means
0: their iron deficiency. It happened when they're pregnant and it also happened on their monthly periods. Mm. Nowadays, a woman just walking on the street, she feels that cold. She thinks it's sugar that she wants. So the signal is lost. She goes run for a coffee and a, a muffin. You see? Mm. When it's hard to actually notice that I'm iron deficient, even animals. Give mm-hmm. a cow water, one clean, one dirty, the cow will smell. If you, can, if, this, if you make this look clean, and there's iron in it, and there's minerals in it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a dirty one, and this clean one has got minerals, the cow will drink it. But this one, if it's clean and there's no minerals, the cow will drink the dirty water.
1: Mm.
0: Because the dirty water has got minerals. Yeah. If animals in the wild, no, what's wrong with that? You mentioned glyphosate. I was reading about glyphosate and I came like glyphosate is in everything it's in antibiotics, you know, it's in herbicides, it's in
1: desiccants it's in it's in clothing it's in clothing uh, genetically modified cotton that's sprayed with stuff tampons apparently women's tampons that are are GMO cotton are full of glyphosate yes so imagine it's everywhere but now if we go
0: deep every living species has got metallic enzymes Mm. now they say like there's helium, there is iron, there is calcium, all all the periodic table. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you when you look at the periodic table, we have all the components. We have all the elements in the periodic tables. Mm-hmm. Just just think about it. Every living species, including the bacteria, the plants, algae, archae, whatever mm. you could ever think about, anything that is existing, even the stones. Mm. All of us, if you break it down into atoms and electrons and whatever, go down, it fall back. Each and every living organism has got metallic enzyme in them. Mm -hmm. You begin to neutralize metallic enzymes, that living species will die. So what does glyphosate do? You spray a plant with a herbicide. When it die, it just neutralizes the the iron or magnesium available in there. Mm -hmm. So the bacteria which was supposed to help working and functioning to help the plant make the food, Mm-hmm. Die, uh, doesn't do its work, mm-hmm. and so the plant die. So, when you spray a grain with it the desiccant that still have glyphosate, you spray a grain, so it could dry first. What is happening to them? To the bacteria inside it. What's happening to the minerals inside it? Some will be not made available. Mm -hmm. So now you're having your rice. There's no iron in it. There's no vanadium in it. There's no chromium. Mm -hmm. There's no those other tiny minerals in it. Mm -hmm. So you're just having protein and sugar. So now, after long run now, all of those food that you're eating that have chemicals into your stomach accumulate for a long period of years and your gut is in trouble. Mm -hmm. Everything begins with a stomach. The low intestine, once you messed up your low intestine, you're going to have a lot of issues, health issues. The way I look at it, if if I can apply it in my skin, then I should eat it. Because this is the, we know about the one we eat, but this is the biggest (laughs) organism as well in the body. Mm -hmm
1: yeah it's a fantastic rule and I often have to say that with a lot of clients when they you know, we, we start cleaning up the diet, clean up the kitchen, clean up the refrigerator and then you go and look in their bathroom and it's just loaded with chemicals right they have body wash, they have their toothpaste they have their shampoo conditioner, lotion whatever it is loaded with toxic chemicals, you know just loaded and it's like we need, just like, our, just like food, and this is what I love about nature, I love it, I love the simplicity, like we try to make things complicated, the human mind likes to make things complicated, likes to look for complex solutions, <laughs> but it's so true that, you know, if you can put it on your skin, it's safe enough to eat, and so why wouldn't you use that for your beauty care, why wouldn't you use coconut oil or cacao butter, right? As Your beauty care, you don't need all these crazy lotions. You don't need all the stuff that the advertisers want to sell you
2: mm-hmm.
1: Right But that ties back to the beginning that the whole who owns who owns your mind Right in Western culture corporations own a lot of people's minds <laughs> There have ads on the TV. They have ads on the subway. They got ads on the billboards They got ads everywhere telling you why you are not okay need to buy this thing <laughs> it's so sad man it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy you know what you just
0: hit a line you are not okay you need this that's how a, ch- a child becomes stupid when the mom tells stupid stupid dumb child but if they would have told their child you're smart you know this at least the child can be smart mm-hmm. so now if you have we're being hit by the media everywhere you go Yo, man, you need this pair of jeans. This pair of jeans is cool. This shoe is better for you. Eat this. This is the latest things. And those guys did studies, and they know how our senses work. Mm-hmm. And you, hmm. you know, I was listening to a guy from the UK, and he was telling me one time they realized too much sodium in food was creating a lot of health issues in UK. And so but they were wondering how can we remove salt? You know, we cannot remove salt in the sausage we give. People will notice it. So what they did is they started putting salt, they're removing it slowly by slow. So mm. when they pass this, they just remove a tiny bit of salt. So they're playing with people test buds. So mm. slowly by slowly, gradually the Sausage you ate last year has got more sodium than the sausage you're eating this year. Mm. (laughs) So the strategy was done, even the people did not notice. So if you go and eat their sausage and eat our sausages, there's two different tastes. Mm. Yeah, you may want to add
1: salt. Add some salt. Yeah. Yeah. So slowly pull it out. Yeah. It's almost like weaning someone off drugs. Right, so oh. who's trying to get off drugs or medication of some sort? You can slowly take it out, slowly take it out, so they don't really notice, right? And you can get back to a healthier baseline. Oh. but it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating um, how much energy and resources have gone into learning how to control humans and to to you know sell them things and to convince them that they need things that are actually like antithetical to life right these gmo crops these glyphosate sprays if it's killing the soil like who's next you know we're gonna if it can't sustain the life in the soil if we can't sustain life in soils there's no life as we know it right and so we find ourselves at this interesting time where we see through the bullshit of that right we see there's enough information out there, so there's enough people that are, that are inspired by these things to take action, right? To choose organic, to grow your own food, to pick the healthier choice. And at the same time, we see these, you know, giant corporations that, I mean, in my eyes, they're kind of, they're kind of they've kind of already lost, right? Same thing with, with these shifts in consciousness and people waking up. It's like, it's already happened But now the physical world is just catching up, right? That's what always happens. Things always start in the spirit realm, in the energetic realm, and then they come down to the physical realm. And so that excites me, right? That really excites me. I imagine that excites you because you can see, right? You have the vision to see what's going to come, what could come, right? If we choose to act accordingly.
0: I mean if you the biggest issue is once you put your ego into it and pride Mm. you fall the best thing is each and every person should shine their light Mm. carry your candle if I light my candle here you light your candle there and all the candles coming together will create a big beam of light Mm. that the shadow will go away. Look at it this way. If we cut down all the trees and kill all the bees and then we poison the river's streams and all the lakes and all the seas and We also poison the fertile swell for search of minerals and oil. Then we'll have nowhere to grow any more food. In that day, most of our will realize we will not eat money. Mm -hmm. Because everything here is money. But sometimes it freaks me. Maybe they're they're building a ship somewhere that they will fly in space. (laughs) You know, maybe starting a conspiracy theory. What's going on? Don't these people know, like, there's very little fertile land in the world? And if we kill the minerals in it, if we kill all these bees that eventually going to die. Don't mm-hmm. they know? Or maybe they have a backup plan that we don't know. You know, they're building an underground city or there's a ship somewhere that you have to, if you want to be part of that ship, a ticket is one, $100 million. Probably. Mm-hmm. There's an economic class that costs $50 million and it's only the people who have money that will escape. Mm-hmm. The biggest threats to our existence It's not a nuclear bomb or a star blowing up. The biggest threat to existence is poverty, Mm. fear, and greed. Mm. Greed is the type of a trauma. Mm. Yeah. Because you want to have more. Because you think the world is ending, you want to have more, you think it's going to run away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Think about it. That's a trauma. Someone who's so much afraid, that like they're obsessed about having more and more. How many cars can you drive at once? How many houses can you sleep in in one time? How many private jets? All of these things, the happiness that you can find through wealth, It's the same happiness that any person can find when they have their basic need cut for. Not every person wants to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Any person who wants to be a billionaire is somebody with a vision. Once you make those billion, you have to be able to find a way to help people. Give some of it away. Create a self-sustaining system. Mm -hmm. Because that's the responsibility. The universe, okay, you work so hard, you gain those billions. Mm -hmm. But you owe the universe. If you don't give anything away, the coolest thing about I like about the universe, you will never get joy if you don't give somebody something. Joy is something that you earn. And for you to get it is the way of the universe or God telling you thank you. Mm. Yeah, you find someone who has so much money but they're stressed. and you have someone who has nothing but they have joy. Who's richer? Yeah, Joy is a painkiller. You have spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. you see. Most people want to have wealth mm. without their spiritual gifts. It's easy to get a spiritual gift. Just find somebody who's suffering and if, volunteer yourself and help them. They don't have to look like you. Mm. They don't have to speak your language. But the universe understands you're doing it. You're doing something good. Mm-hmm. And in return, it's like saying thank you. Because it's how we've been created. We're supposed to function, to be there for one another as we move.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So when you don't respond to that call for humanity or the greater good for everything on the planet, you don't get joy. You can make as money as you can. You can put your mind into it make billions. Yes, mm-hmm. you get it. But you won't get joy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you start drinking, partying, buying friends, going, doing that. Mm. Now, these guys, now they realize, oh, I got to have joy. So now they're giving money to charity. It's not enough. They say, no, 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 no. That's ain't enough. You got to mm. do it from your heart. Because <laughs> mm. just giving us a leftover, signing a big check because you get a tax cut, no, that would not give you joy. What mm. give you joy, you have to get involved. Yeah. Now some of them go and do meditation and they connect with people. Now when they get to connect themselves, then they realize now when they're writing a check, it's not because they can't get tax cut. They're writing it because they honestly want to help mm-hmm. somebody. And that's when you find them. You know, I've been invited to an island by Richard Branson mm. to just be around with a bunch of people. Why would he want me to be there? The reason that he wants somebody like me to be there, it's because all that he has met, he doesn't carry the title. He still look at himself, I'm still part of the greater good. He was an activist. Mm. So he can hang out with anybody. He doesn't exalt himself above everyone. Mm. And that way he gets his joy, because he finds his joy is to be able to connect with every human being at that point of a common ground to exchange knowledge. Yeah. Me meeting him with the things that I do, I don't have to talk much. Because the mind can take information as fast as possible without that person saying information. Mm. Have you ever hang out around somebody and all of a sudden even them without talking to you walk out wires?
2: Mm.
0: So it's like Bluetooth. We have Bluetooth now. We have mind to mind tooth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bluetooth, our minds are Bluetoothing all the time. Yeah. I don't know if you get what
1: I'm saying. No, I do. Our mind's and our hearts. Yeah. Right? And we know yeah. that the heart is the most powerful magnet, electromagnet in the body, yeah. which is always transmitting and receiving information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've definitely had that experience. Hmm. And you hear about in uh, many ancient mystical traditions where you'd be around the guru. And the guru it's not so much the things he's telling you or the things you're learning, but just being in his presence you're absorbing that wisdom, mm-hmm. right? His vibration is interacting with yours and lifting you up. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing.
0: A yeah, guru is a teacher, a mm. master, Whatever you go. So every people, you know, has got their way of culture. Mm. You are already a guru now, You're teaching people about yeah. nutrition.
1: Mm. You know? It's got to make sure the pride stays in check. <laughs> right? So there's a lot of people who make a lot of money being the guru, right? They want to be the guru. They feel good. They feel powerful. They can control people. They can make more money.
0: And then you lose the point. Yeah. When yeah. you now want to control others, it's just a matter of time. It's going to hit you back. Mm-hmm. Just to be here every day when I wake up, say, I want to meet the next person sincerely from my heart hmm. and do what I can. To connect with that person without expecting anything from them.
1: Mm. Mm. That's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, man. We've been been going almost an hour.
0: Yeah, man. It's
1: God will. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's God will. Thanks for hanging out with me, man. My pleasure.
1: Yeah, my thank pleasure. You. I think you got some very, very good things going here, and the momentum I, I can see building, right? And you got the cafe, and you got the products, and just sharing that good message, right? Sharing that good message, and uh, and being successful with it, right? Being supported—that's the thing. How you said about life, it's like life will support you when you are supportive of life, mm-hmm. and that's really what success is. You know well this is this is what I
0: eat here is what I give people if I don't think I can eat it I don't want to put it out that's that's the the struggle between my conscious and the business side of things You mm. say so like should I sell this to people if I don't sell it, they're gonna go and buy it anyway in, in the next shop you know
2: mm.
0: Then if I just sell this, I'm going, going going to attract the people who eat like me anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so so this is where the belief, you no, know, because you could become a dictator if you don't give people the choices. You know, so I have the Jalgua Cafe, and and the idea is. To, 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 to create something that is real that somebody can eat but also it become a platform where like minded people come and meet where ideas can be born mm. that can be used to make our world better
2: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and I'll say thank you man for giving me the opportunity any person who want to check, check us out they could go on com or jalgua.cafe.com
1: Mm. And it's J A L G U A. Dot com. Mm.
0: And they can click a link of our cafe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Come and visit
0: us. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or use this space. Yeah. We have this space where people can hang out, do workshops, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I hope to potentially collaborate on some of that in the near future.
0: Well, it's done. Let's do it. Okay. It's done. We're going to do it for the people.
1: Yes, yes. Come and join us. Come and join us. Feel good. Eat natural, earth grown food, earth grown goodness, and help us all to reconnect back to our roots. Right? (laughs) That's what it's about. (laughs) We got to go back to go forward. Got to go back. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: you see my smile I walk many miles my story
2: Smile